Welcome to The Path with your host, Zach and Ramsey. Today we will be talking about the path to the pros in basketball and football and how they differentiate from each other. We will be going over everything from the youth level all the way to the pro level and how they can differentiate between them. Correct me if I'm wrong, Ramsey, but the youth level of football is very non-competitive, right? Yeah, it's very non-competitive. It's not really serious. You just, like, sign up and play a couple games schedule against some kids from another league or another town. It's not a lot of games. But how is, like, the youth basketball, like, how is that different? Personally, I never played youth basketball. I grew up playing baseball and hockey. But I know from other people that youth basketball is... It's like it, they try to emulate high school basketball, but it's obviously worse. Like they play a little bit of AAU, they play a high school season, but there's shorter seasons, they play less games, they don't really play back-to-backs. Like it's, it's more just to, for people to get the culture of basketball and work on their skills more than like trying to get exposure because no one's going to offer you when you're like eight years old. Yeah, so does like youth basketball, is it year-round or is it just a couple months? It's pretty year-round, but it has breaks within it. Like, in between, like, so football, I know it's like you only go half a year. But in football, it's only like four months in the youth level. Yeah, but basketball, the season will generally start around December-ish, maybe a month before. It'll end around kind of, like, February in youth sports. So... From the February till school end, you have a big break. Yeah. Some teams will, some people will try to do AAU teams and little rec leagues in order to fill it. But then when summer hits, most like serious kids about basketball will play AAU. This AAU is more like a grassroots team in order for them to kind of build relations with the the organization so they can secure their spot when they're actually in high school and then in the position to get offers. But they do play. They do play basketball. They do play a lot of games. But they'll mainly they'll mainly stay within the area. They won't travel too much. They definitely won't go on planes. Okay. So like, do youth basketball players can they play other sports or is it mainly like they're just focused on basketball at such a young age? Most play other sports. It's, okay. it's rare to see someone uh, pigeonhole themselves when they're that young. Mm-hmm. But. It can happen, but I know in Canada, a lot of people would play hockey, basketball, just because hockey is such a popular sport in Canada. Yeah. I'd imagine in America, they're probably more like baseball, basketball, or football, basketball. Yeah, like really in America, football players play every, not every sport, but they try to do almost every sport as much as they can just to have fun and increase their athleticism. Yeah, that's really what it's all about when you're young. You don't want to take it too serious or else you'll get burnt out. You just want to have fun with the sport and build your love for the game, which is really what youth is development as well. Yeah. In high school, however, I think football and basketball become very different. Yeah, like I see that. Like, So when you get to like the high school level, some of your friends that are like playing football with you, all of a sudden they stop playing football and they go like transition to other sports, but mainly basketball. A lot of football players, it's really not their life. Like, some it is, and, like, some they play other sports, and some stick to just football. How how is that for basketball? For basketball, it's very different. In basketball, 
if you want to become a high level basketball player, you you have to dedicate yourself to it. You can't you can't be playing multiple sports. Like it's very it's very uncommon to see someone who's a high level basketball player that doesn't just play basketball. You have to because basketball is such a it's such a like a time consumer. You have to become skilled. You have to become like all these little niches like shooting and dribbling. Yeah, that you really have to focus on, and it becomes becomes crazy the schedule becomes nutty you just all you play is basketball so like what is the schedule for a high school basketball player so generally you do your school season school season at IMG at least so it lasts the entire year at my old high school I know it was about three months and then you go from your school season right into AU there's like a month break you might get but it's basically like a bang, bang, bang. Like you just, you're done, you keep playing. And AAU, AAU is one of the hardest things on your body for basketball. It's how, not like how so? It's not uncommon in AAU to play five, four or five games in a three day window. You'll wow. play, you'll regularly play back to backs like every day. Because AAU is all about tournament styles, and AAU only lasts, tournaments only last three days. And when, when you go to a big tournament where all the coaches will be, you'll have to play a lot of games to eliminate like the weaker teams so you can progress and get your looks. So you just have to, you just keep playing. It wears your body down really quick. From then you get a little bit of a break. Depends if you do your junior national team or not. If you do junior national, you won't really get a break. And then you go straight back into high school. Wow. So like that's really different from football because in football, we play uh, 10 or 11 games plus four or five weeks of like playoffs. If you're at a normal school, like at IMG, we don't do the playoffs. So this year we did 10 games and that was all we had. So you guys in AAU are playing five to six games in three days. Yeah. That's a crazy amount. And we're only playing 10 in yeah. 10 weeks. That, that, that really boils down to the physicality of football though. Mm-hmm. In football, if you play a double header, you get you get sued. Yeah, like, you yeah. can't. You just can't do that. And in basketball, it's like since the athletes can, the tournaments will force them to, even though we might not want to. Even though our entire body hurts by the time the finals come around, you have to show up and perform because that's when all the coaches are really there. All the coaches are really watching how you react to all this soreness, all this pressure in the, in the big game scenarios. So that's, that's really when you have to push through. So even, like, uh, the people that aren't on, like, the top like the top prospects for basketball, do they still play AAU? Yeah, the a- AAU is it's a pretty, like, big league. Like, if, you, if you're a good enough basketball player and you want to play AAU, some, you'll find a team for you. It might not be, like, the highest team because there's, there's all different types of AAU teams. There's the UA teams. Under Armour teams, mm-hmm. they play on the Under Armour circuit. There's the Nike teams, they play on the Nike circuit. There's the Adidas teams, they play on the Adidas circuit. And then there's the, um, I think that's it actually. What does the traveling look like in the AAU scene? So, personally, for my team, we were we weren't part of any circuit until last year. The year before that, we would just we would just play like we would sign up for tournaments we'd go to big tournaments that were not sponsored and we play like against some of the top teams and we get looks like that but last year 
we became part of the circuit called the UA Rise. And it was basically a bunch of teams in the on like Under Armour circuit, just a division below. Mm-hmm. And we would play, we would we would um like do league play, like if you won you'd move up, if you lost you moved down, and then at the end of the year there was a big tournament. My team ended up winning, so that was that was pretty fun. We we played um we would play a lot of games. Yeah. You guys travel from like state to state to play AAU games? Yeah, especially since I'm my team is from Toronto. I'm from Toronto. Mm-hmm. So we would have to play we would have to travel country to country. Wow. It led to some crazy things. Like we lo- we once uh, we left someone at the border one time. Wow. Because he, I think he went to the restroom or something, and we all got on the bus. And he was like a camera guy, so no one really paid attention to him too much. And we just ended up leaving him there. And <laughs> that's he had to funny but terrible. That's yeah. sad. <laughs> we stopped on like a an on the go stopping. Okay. And um, he he had to Uber there because we could we were it was straight highway from there. Yeah. So if we had to turn back, it would have been like another hour on our drive. So. So AAU goes, like, everywhere where, like, football, if you're not at a school like IMG Academy, you're really staying in your area, like, of your state. Like, IMG, we played four games out of the state, and that's, for me, that was a lot because I've never played out-of-state games. So AAU players are doing that almost every weekend. Yep. We, every, basically every weekend for a month-long span, they'll just be traveling, traveling, traveling. If you do a circuit, it'll be it'll be for even longer. You travel every weekend for like a couple months. Wow! And I know for our high school, we have traveled every weekend from January first to like midway through February. So for high school, even we travel a lot, which is uncommon for high schools. We just play a lot of out of state games. For like AAU, is it hard? Because are you going from like a, your high school team, then your AAU team, and you're playing with all new people on the team? Yeah, that's a little bit difficult. AAU is more, it's more like kind of one-on-one basketball. Like the most teams don't even like they won't practice. They'll have maybe one practice a week, and you just kind of you just go with it. Like you just go into the into the tournament. Your coach will tell you set a ball screen there, roll here. Like it's very it's not like high level basketball. It's just it's more if you're talented, your talent will shine. However, I know that's not the case in college. In college, you watch a lot of film, you do a lot of practicing, you almost never play back-to-backs in college. They really, they worry about your body because to them, you're like, you're an asset. They're, you're there, they're giving you money to be there. Like you, you have to perform and if you're injured, you can't perform. So they really make sure to take care of your bodies. Yeah. Yeah, I know in football, like, you, do, you guys go crazy in college, right? Yeah, for like football, so, um, probably for one week you watch about anywhere from five to ten hours of film and then you have practice every day from Monday, game on Saturday, and then practice again Sunday. And each practice is probably about two hours. So you're every day, it's really a job. You don't have a day off. Yeah. And is that like the same for basketball? Like you guys practice all the time after games and everything? Yeah, well, um, you don't really practice on game days. We'll do, we'll probably do like shoot around, scout team stuff like that. But mm-hmm. it'll be really light practice if it's a practice. Like I've I've seen the guys in football. Like I've seen some college transformations, and they're crazy. Like you can tell, yeah. they just live in the weight room. It looks like it looks like they're a balloon, and someone filled them with air. Yeah. So like the first year of college, that's 
for a lot of people, it's a year in the weight room and a year in the film room. You're going to be in the weight room trying to get as big as everybody else is. Because in high school, you're probably the biggest person, the best person, and then you go to college and it's completely different. All of a sudden, you're not the biggest or the best anymore. So you got to get in the weight room and get the muscle on and get up to speed and everything. And then in the film, you watch everything, you learn the play. So it's really, it's really a step up from high school. Is what what's like basketball like? Um, it, yeah, it's a lot like that. You're not really focused on being strong, obviously, because strength can only get you so far in basketball. And like the stronger you are, generally, the less athletic you'll be, like less quick you'll be able to go less like height you'll have on your jump but in college that's really where everything changes in, in basketball and football because mm -hmm. college is it's it's almost becoming optional at this point for basketball you can go overseas you can go post-grad then go to the NBA like if you're a high level athlete in high school college isn't really a necessity anymore which yeah. is definitely different than football and like that's where like another thing that differs is like um the top players in basketball, they're usually, tra that transfers over, they're usually the top players when it goes to college. Yeah, immediately. Yeah, and like football, that doesn't really happen. There might be a couple people, but that's kind of rare. And the aspect of it becoming optional, that's very rare. Like, that's never going to happen in football. Yeah, that's, I think that's generally because basketball is an international sport, whereas football is really just a North American sport, right? Yeah, now. yes. So there's not really leagues overseas for you guys to go to. Yeah. And so there's definitely no one and done. Yeah. Football. So, like basketball is one and done. Is that going to be the future, or is like overseas going to be more of the future? Uh, I'm not really. I, I'm not really sure. I I feel like personally, I would rather go overseas, just because one and done. Like, there's there's really no point unless you really want the college experience. Mm-hmm enough that you're willing to sacrifice money overseas to do that then then go for it but I don't know it just doesn't seem worth it to me if I had the option I would definitely just go overseas so what if like a, a player spends three to four years in the college setting for basketball like what what tends to happen it's actually sometimes like it's a good thing if it's a necessity like if you if you need the three to four years to become to develop to become a good player and to get your name in the NBA draft, mm -hmm. but generally the quicker you can do it, the better. Because if you end up spending four or five years in the, in college, the draft will actually look at that as a bad thing. They'll look at you as an old prospect, even though you're only like twenty something. Like you're the young twenty, wow. they'll consider you're an old prospect. Like they'll they'll rather take someone who's younger that they can they can build and they can shape rather than someone who's like 20 something. So that's why a lot of people like Eric Paschal this year, Buddy Heald, they've all gone lower than they should have just because people think that being older is just a bad thing, which is not the case. Now, is there like schools, because in football there are schools that people go to, to for like mainly their position. Is there schools like that in basketball where they go just for their position and like they do end up spending more than just one year for sure like i'm personally that's why i'm committed to purdue purdue's known as a top big man school it's known as something that can really develop you as a big man they've had a lot of people who come in as unknowns 
and they've ended up going like far. They're going Euro League. They've gone NBA. They've done a bunch of things. So that's why I'm personally going to Purdue as a big man school. But yeah. there's a lot of schools like Kentucky. You go there just to go in the NBA. Basically, Kentucky's a one and done school. Like, yes. If you go in Kentucky and you're a high level prospect, it means that you're trying to you're just trying to get out of college as fast as possible. Whereas there's other schools like Texas Tech is known for their really tough defense. They're going kind of small, so they can be quicker in their um, defenses. And just like most schools, if you really look look at them with a microscope, they'll have their identity. Each coach will have someone they'd like to recruit, like an ideal player profile they'd rather have that they yeah. prioritize over something else. I know there's like uh, a lot of schools for football like that where. Let's take like LSU for example. They're considered DBU or like defensive back university because from 2010 to now they've had 15 players just in that position have been drafted. So like you look at that and that's a lot, and that attracts a lot of the recruits saying, "I want to go to the league. I want to go to the NFL. What's going to get me there the fastest as a defensive back?" And they look at LSU and they go, "Yes, I'm going to go there." But there's other ones like linebacker U, running back U, O-line U, and defensive line U, which is they go there, and that's really where they hone in on their skills. Their technique becomes a lot better, and over time, they might become from an unknown to one of the top prospects in the draft. So That's really everyone's goal is just, just to make it to the draft, which is something like it's, it's definitely – Everyone wants to be in the league. It's, a, it's someone's goal from the, from young age. For many people, though, this is not. This can never be a reality. Like the pros are just unobtainable for them. Only four point two percent of D one athletes last year got drafted, which is a crazy low number. Uh, that's also a very true statement for football. Only one point six percent of football players actually make it to the NFL from college. But the difference to basketball and football is there's a lot of leagues. A lot of pro leagues for basketball, am I right? Yeah, and basketball is not like, if you don't make the NBA, it's not the end of the world. You can go you can go overseas anywhere. Of the 195 countries in the world, 100 of them have pro leagues, which is, that means over half of the countries have pro leagues, which is an absurd number. You can go to EuroLeague, there's good money in EuroLeague, there's good money in China. Like, you can make a good living off of these places, whereas I know in football, there's really only the NFL. Well, there's the NFL, and then there's two other options you can really do. Actually, only one. So the CFL, the Canadian Football League, um, it's pretty big. Uh, a lot of people it come and go from the CFL. Some go to the league, the NFL, and some stay in the CFL. And as of now, there's the XFL, and that's less than a year old, and I don't know how long it's going to last. So there's really only two leagues, the NFL and the CFL, where the NFL is the main, it's the top top one that everybody wants to go to. How does like the money compare with the leagues? Like, is it comparable at all, or is it just like NFL's way bigger than any of them, like if you're trying to make a living? Um, I think you can make a living from the CFL, but it's definitely not as much as the NFL. And then XFL, I don't think it's anywhere close to both of them. So the main one, if you're really trying to make a living, it's the NFL, and then uh, you can live you can live off the CFL, but just not as good as the NFL page. That makes sense. Yeah, that that's kind of how I describe most leagues in basketball too. 
Although you can make a good living in China, you have to be at the cream of the crop. You can make a good living in Euroleague, but you have to be cream of the crop, or else you're just living on like a basic kind of salary. So where's the money compare from like the Euroleague and uh, the NBA? It would be like, NBA is way bigger. Mm -hmm. NBA would be sitting, sitting pretty way up top. But then Euroleague, it, like the top players from Euroleague make a lot of money, but it's only like like 20 of them. Like it's, it's, a, it's a small number that make really good money. Whereas NBA, it's like you can, you can come off the bench, you can sit, you can ride the bench for like your entire career, and you can still make an easy living if you if you spend your money right. Wow. Do you ever see the NBA being taken over by a Euro League or the Chinese League? Never, because Euro Euro League is it's so overshadowed by by soccer over there. Yeah. Like. Every most soccer teams have basketball team, which is why the Euro League is popular. Like Real Madrid, for example, they have a soccer team which everyone knows, and they have a, also have a good basketball team which no one really knows. Wow! So the Euro League is kind of supported by soccer almost over there, which is it, it, you can never have a fully international league functioning like that. And China. They love basketball there, but like honestly, Chinese people are like they're just not naturally born for basketball. Yeah, like, they're kind of most Chinese people are shorter, and they love playing it. They love watching it, but they need like Americans to come over and play like for them to, in order to get like a really fully competitive league. Yeah, that's where like the XFL is trying to take over the NFL and. That's just never going to happen. The NFL has too much money at this point, and everything from the first game of the season to the last game of the season, which is the N which is the Super Bowl, that gets a lot of views from a lot of people, and it just can't be taken over. Yeah, for sure. The Super Bowl is a popular thing everywhere in North America. Yeah. That's all we got for today. Thank you for listening to The Path with your host Ramsey and Zach. Hope you tune in next time. Thank you.